0: Welcome to Modern Aikidoist Podcast. My sincere thanks to listeners and those who have liked and commented on these podcasts. Your interest is noticed and very deeply appreciated. The topic of today's podcast is about visiting a dojo or attending a seminar hosted by another organization. Most welcome visitors, but there are some good things to know before showing up for a visit. Dojos operate on a wide spectrum from very casual and laid back to extremely formal. Almost always, Aikido Dojos warmly welcome and encourage guests to train with them. In my experience, instructors and practitioners alike are usually excited to have new people to train with. If you travel, definitely consider looking into Dojos to train at during your stay. Searching the internet is the best place to start looking for them. There are a couple of Dojo directories out there which can be fairly up to date or sometimes not. Definitely try to contact the Dojo or instructor ahead of time to confirm their location and if they're hosting classes. Doing so takes care of the first problem, which is making sure you're going to the right place at the right time. When you contact a dojo, let them know when you would like to come and what your background and experience is and ask permission to attend class. This is a courtesy and is a gesture of respect. I can't imagine a dojo turning such a request down, but asking is very polite. It is always best to make a good first impression. You should also take a peek at their website if they have one, to see if they have a mat fee for visitors or how much it is. That way you can be prepared for when you go. Now that you have a place to visit, here are a few things to do before you depart. One thing you should really bring with you is your white belt. If you have a colored belt and denote rank, that is, bring a white one in addition to your regular one. When you arrive at the dojo, politely ask the instructor if they prefer that you wear your white belt instead of your rank. The typical answer they will give you is to wear your rank as you would in your own dojo And that includes hakama. Only rarely will the response be to wear your white belt. But if they do, don't worry about it. After all, it's the training that you're there for, not the clothes, right? The second thing you might want to bring along are dojo sandals. Some dojos have strict rules about using sandals when you're not on the mat. Sandals also provide good hygiene for going to the restroom after you remove your shoes. You can certainly ask in advance about sandals to see if they recommend if you have them. Oftentimes students will bring their own weapons, such as Joe and Boken, but traveling with these can be a pain, so I tend to leave them at home. Virtually every dojo I visited has a rack of weapons for students to use anyway, so bringing your own is rarely necessary. It's easy to look at going to a dojo like going to a new restaurant, but martial arts training is far more personal and dojos tend to be more like families than mere places of business. Visiting a dojo is more like being a guest into someone's home than being a customer at a business establishment. Remember to show respect and realize each dojo is unique in their atmosphere and how they do things. Show respect by doing your best to learn their way and abide by their practices. When it comes to your visit, try to arrive before class by about 10 to 15 minutes or so. That will give you plenty of time to meet the instructor, get shown around a little bit, take care of any details such as signing a waiver, and get changed in time for your class to start. Once you arrive, get a feeling for the atmosphere. There are only a few matters of etiquette that you really need to know. The first and probably most important one is the attitude you bring in. There's no need to be nervous or anxious. Sure, you're going into a new place, but don't let yourself get intimidated. Some dojos are very impressive looking and have a very serious atmosphere. At the end of the day, it's not a cathedral, it's a training room. It is a typical practice to bow slightly after you first walk in the door or just before exiting. This is usually typical of the main training room, not the lobby or the entry area. Some dojos are more formal and do a ton of bowing. Just watch for what they do and you do the same thing. When you arrive, I strongly suggest you be at least a little bit outgoing. You'll be more likely to get a friendly greeting if you are friendly yourself. Once you are introduced to the instructor or host, they will probably present you with a waiver to sign. And if they don't, they probably forgot, so just politely ask if they would like you to sign one. This is a good time to ask them about the belt that they prefer you to wear. If you're shy at all about asking, it's always appropriate to wear a white belt. You should be honest about your rank and experience if you are asked about it, but if they don't ask, I would consider not mentioning it. Try to overcome any shyness you might have and introduce yourself to the students that are there and chat them up a little bit. Staying silent and changing into your gi does little to break the ice. If you're not the outgoing type, some good starting comments that the dojo is very nice looking or that you are very excited to be able to visit the dojo during your trip good energy is good energy once the class starts to line up take note how they do it if they line up by rank assume to line up at the bottom even though you may have been asked to wear your rank again this is a gesture of respect if they wave you over to line up elsewhere then follow the instructor's guidance or the guidance of a senior student Follow class as best you can, and don't worry if you get confused because there are different things that they do than you are used to. You are there to learn, first and foremost. Try to do what they do instead of doing what you were shown or the way that you were taught. You're there for a different perspective, so savor it and make the very most of learning these new perspectives. Even bowing in can be vastly different from dojo to dojo. Just follow along as best you can. When it comes to partnering up, a congenial group will make sure that you are not lost or searching for a partner. Eagerly accept every partner who wishes to train with you. I like to bow and say "onigashimasu" to every new partner and then offer to shake hands as I give them my name. The verbal greeting seems to help break the ice. As you go to practice techniques, usually higher ranked students act as nage for the first series of repetitions. I recommend offering yourself as uke first to see how the group tech does technique regardless of what your rank is. Again, you are there to learn how they do it. It doesn't matter if you are udansha which means having a black belt. It shows great courtesy to see their way rather than showing your own. Watch how other ukes are behaving and do as they do. If you're partnered with a beginning student, adjust the strength and intensity of your attack accordingly. If you have any question about what nage wants for an attack, just ask them. This brings up something to be on the lookout for which is any talking in class. Most groups I've visited don't mind students speaking to one another provided it's pertinent to their training, but a few dojos frown on it. It's an old-school approach where only the instructor speaks during a class. It's rare, but it does happen. If you do speak, keep it quiet enough that you are not disruptive to the class. You should get good cues from the other students on what is acceptable behavior. I suggest avoiding teaching or sharing insights until you know whether it's welcome or not. If your partner is struggling and you really want to help them, try pointing out how the instructor demonstrated the technique as opposed to how you would do it in your own dojo. It usually takes time to build trust with an instructor for him or her to be comfortable with a guest teaching their students, so it's best not to go there unless you're specifically invited to do so. Another old school matter of etiquette is to never walk between the instructor and the kamiza, which is the shrine at the head of the dojo. In my experience with both dojos and seminars, this rarely actually applies because the instructors rarely stay on one side of the room, like near the kamiza. They tend to wander all around the room and help students. So it's nigh impossible to keep from being in between them and the kamiza. One thing you should never do though, and this is even in the most modern of dojos, is slouch on the ground or lean up against walls during class. You should either sit seiza or cross-legged, which is also called Indian style. If you had bad knees and cannot kneel, inform the instructor before class, and they will guide you to stay standing during demonstrations usually. I've not had to do this, but if I did, I would probably stand off to one side or out of the way as I stood while the other students knelt. If something comes up, an injury, or you aren't feeling well and need to be excused, let the instructor know. This is pretty standard in every dojo, but if not, definitely remember to do so. At the end of class, it's not uncommon for students to fold the Hakama of the instructor or the senior students. They may also go to put away equipment or tidy up the practice area. Offering to join in and help makes a very good impression. If you know how to fold Hakama, you may offer to do this, and if you're wearing Hakama, don't be surprised if a junior student offers to fold yours. I suggest you accept, but if you decline, definitely be friendly about it. No matter what your experience is in the class, thank the people you attended the class with as well as the instructor for welcoming you. Good hospitality should always receive thanks and gratitude. Often at seminars and sometimes in more formal classes, you will see students stop practicing to kneel and watch the instructor assist a student. Just like with everything else, follow the cues of the other students. If that is what they do, keep your eyes open for the instructor teaching a nearby student and stop your practice to listen. One last suggestion, and it is a tip for seminars where you're training all day. It's a great idea to bring an extra t-shirt and at least a ghee top. This way, if you get it soaked in sweat in the morning, you can have a dry, fresh ghee in the afternoon. It's pretty awful crawling back into a wet, clammy gi. Also, you're doing your training partners a big favor by having fresh clothing. If you can train for hours without breaking a sweat, you're probably not training vigorously enough. I heartily recommend looking for dojos to visit at every opportunity, whether it's while you're traveling for work or even on a vacation. You will likely get some valuable insights and new perspectives. What other topics are you interested in hearing covered in this podcast? Please share your ideas in the comment section if you're watching this on YouTube. You can also go to the Facebook group, Aikido The Marshall Side and post a comment there. Your input and engagement helps podcasts like these stay around. So please support by liking, subscribing and sharing. Enjoy your training.